Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny. It is absolutely beautiful, sunny Southern California. Welcome Welcome in. All right, we got a lot of stuff to go to get to. I know you you heard Dan Beyer and the update on all things go- going on, including more coaching firings in college basketball. <clears throat> this show is brought to you by Las Vegas, one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Uh, plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, <laughs> it's a funny text you got there, uh, uh, Jay Stu. Things I can share and things I can't share. Um, So here's what's happened with Baker Mayfield in the last 24 hours. And none of this, by the way, is surprising, I think, to Baker Mayfield, no matter how he may act like he's shocked by what he saw. The fact is that, that we had to know that Baker, they hadn't picked up his fifth year option. Everybody's kind of lukewarm on him, you know. They said he'll be back, but nobody actually thought he would definitely absolutely be back. And once they once they get caught talking to Deshaun Watson, I mean, it's it's over, right? So he pens a fairly heartfelt. Um, was that would that be a text? Would, would that be a Instagram message? How would you determine that one? To, what would you determine that to See, be there? If I'm not mistaken, Dan, didn't he put it out on Twitter? He kind of typed it up and then did a screenshot and then put it on Twitter. Yeah, and I, I, was it in notes? Because that's a popular yeah, one as yeah. well. It was like a, a notes screenshot. <laughs> Which, by the way, I still have my first line in notes in like 16 font bold, and then the rest <laughs> of it is in 10 font normal. I have no idea how to change that. But yeah, I think it was a notes post and then to social media. Yeah. So um, the post basically says, I love you, Cleveland, but the team doesn't love me back, right? Is that is that is this a fair? Uh, well, it was to the city of Cleveland. It was to the city. Yeah, of to the This is not to the team. This is to the city. No, I of know. Cleveland. But this is saying, yes. I love you, Cleveland. Yeah, this is it, this is not about me and you. This is about the team not not being. Into yes. Me. yes, that's what that's what I read from it. Yeah. OK, so how did it land with you, Byer? I mean, I, I just I don't know why you send a farewell letter uh, if you don't know if you're leaving or not, um, or it sounds like the the guy that's about to get dumped, and so he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a letter to her, and this is gonna change everything. Um, and while it may not change the Browns' mind, it may. It's listen. It's not going to curry favor with the Cleveland fans anyway, because but that's what's going on in Baker Mayfield's mind. He thinks that this could uh, either curry favor or at least uh, it just didn't seem like a, a thank you. It seemed like it had ulterior motives in a deteriorating uh, deteriorating relationship. 
What do you think there, uh, Jason Stewart? I like what Dan just said. I didn't even think of that. It's almost like uh, I know she's going to break up with me, so I'm going to send a mass text to all her family and friends so that when she does dump me, she looks like the bad person. That's exactly what this was. Uh, so when they let me go, it's their fault. I thought it was real Gen Z. It just filled with guilt. Um, and, and, I mean, again, I'm the old guy here. I have, I have a son that's around his age, and it's like one of those things where you're like, you didn't have to do that. Why did you do that? But that's what they do nowadays. What's what, 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 who does what? Gen Z does that. They, they does have what? This, they want to, kind of want to make you feel guilty. They, they, have to, they have to woe is me this moment instead of just kind of manning up, you know? From our our generation, the old the old dudes. Uh, yeah, I I think, I yeah, I think Baker thinks he was done wrong here. And I guess what's I mean, and and, and what you'll get from people is, and you'll get from uh, you know somebody who's a pro Baker, like, hey, look, he played hurt. Okay, he played terrible. <laughs> you know, like he played terrible. The idea that he's going to react to a news of the day on social media is pretty much the most Baker Mayfield thing ever. You know, just it, it just is. He, he just massively overreacts to anything, you know, to people who troll him. Like he can't. He, and, and, and look, I, I'd be lying if I'd say I'm not as guilty as, as anybody in terms of I do the same thing at times with social media, right? You, you let it kind of consume your life at times. But. Nothing that he tried to control on social media ended up the better because he tried to control it on social media. This is just another example of that. Is that making sense to you guys? Like I, I, I worked it out in my head. I'm like, you know, if you liked Baker Mayfield before, you're still going to like Baker Mayfield. If you didn't like Baker Mayfield before, you're not going to like Baker Mayfield because he puts out some mass group text, right? You're still going to go like, yeah, dude, I, I like you in commercials. I just... Don't think you're that good a quarterback, which I think is what most people think. You know, the 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 different opinions about his personality are about his personality. But in terms of, you know, why he would why you'd want Deshaun Watson, it's just Deshaun Watson's better than you. That's all. And you haven't pr- shown to be good enough. Am, am I missing anything? No. But, yes. No, I don't think so. This this is where we are, though, as kind of a society, especially athletes, right? If you're going to put your name in the transfer portal, you can't just put it in the transfer portal. You have to make an announcement on social media and then always have, with that being said, they all have, with that being yes. said, with that being said, and then I, and then I have to, I'm going to reopen my recruitment or I'm going to be in the tra- transfer portal. Like, okay, you're allowed to work out. Without videoing it, you're allowed to transfer without video. You're allowed to vacation without videoing it. And you're allowed to get usurped or cut or traded or moved on in the NFL without a uh, a video thanking you uh, or without some sort of pronouncement of thanks to a city. Sometimes you just leave. Sometimes you just leave. And, and I think the quarterback position just as a, a whole on movement has just completely changed. It's done a 180 in the last decade, not only for average to below average quarterbacks, but for also great quarterbacks. And I know Watson's situation is, a, is obviously unique with the civil cases still facing him. However, there, there seems to be a time, Doug, that I, I thought that a quarterback like Baker Mayfield would would 
need to take that next step in the offseason, and then they would just start over. Now they just replace guys if they're better than they are. And and that's where I think like there's this – I mean, Baker Mayfield in his four years in Cleveland – has probably had two bad years and actually two good years. Uh, good year being 2020 and his rookie year when he came in. I think that they ex- he at least exceeded expectations in that time. But it doesn't take away from the, f- the the fact now that teams can go out and get guys that are better. And in a position that used to be untouchable is no longer the case. And I don't know if Baker Mayfield is um, you know hip to that idea, but I think that's what we've got in the NFL right now, that it's actually not personal when you're trying to upgrade with a top-tier quarterback, but we just don't see it that much in the NFL. Correct. Correct. Again, I think if it's anybody, if it's Kirk Cousins, you have the right to be offended. If it's Jared Goff, you have the right to be offended. But it's... I I don't even know if you do. I... I mean, if you're just trying to get better, I mean, this is the conversation we have with Tua as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're, we'll give Miami maybe a pass if they were going to bring in Watson, but it's just of trying to get better at that position because it covers so many holes that you have in a team. And we just, that was, that was unheard of a decade ago. No question, but I would also say that part of this is the rookie contracts, you know, they, they change things. Sure. Yep. Right. They spent, they, they speed up how quickly we, transition to a rookie quarterback Baker Mayfield's a perfect example uh, but we all, it also speeds up how quickly we, we move on from them you know because if you pick up that fifth year or you sign them to a new contract that's real money and you're stuck and so the Browns they made their what you know what you now know is the Browns are not kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson they're done with Baker Mayfield that's it that's that's what happened yesterday something we thought we now know that that that's that's the the takeaway, um, and you know Baker Mayfield wants to be traded to Indy. Like that's great. It actually has to happen first, or Indy has to want him back. That's maybe the other part. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So we like to challenge ourselves around here for something new, something different. Here's one thing we got. It's a million-dollar bracket challenge powered by Indeed. That's right, the million-dollar bracket challenge. Fill out your bracket at foxsportsradio.com. You win a million dollars if it's perfect. And you compete against me and all the other Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. If you get first place, even without a perfect bracket, you get a 48-inch ViewSonic TV. Right? That's a 48-inch HD TV from ViewSonic. You can fill out your bracket now or up until 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday morning at foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to fill out your bracket and get official rules. It's the middle of the week, the middle of the show. It's a segment we call Stuck in the Middle with You. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. So here's how I'm thinking you're proposing this, Jason Stewart. Um, we're not that clever people. We're just not. Right. I mean, we like to think we are, but we're not. You and, and you so, and me or us as a human race? <laughs> human race. Yeah, yeah. We have brilliant people, but we're not always that clever, especially those of us who are around and listen to sports radio. So we do this thing, which I hate. (laughs) It's called lists, right? Oh, lists. Well, he's not even the 15th best player in the NBA. Let me show you the list of the 15 guys ahead of him. Like, it's just arbitrary. So 
what we try and do in order to be clever is to come up with ways of having lists without having lists. Yep. Right? Which is essentially what you're proposing to me. Sure. Um, and by the way, I just saw one this morning. Nick Wright now has an MVP ladder. I think he's like, I, I saw Dan Byers MVP pyramid. Oh, interesting. And I'm going to I'm gonna do something a little different. And it's a the ladder. Midway. Um, well, Nick's a big list guy. He's got the <laughs> he whole, is. he ranks every player one to a, a thousand in, yeah. in the NBA, even though there's not a thousand guys in there. <laughs> Mine, though, again, is not a list. It's uh, it's a pyramid. Right. So. It's much different. Right. Yep. Much different. A lot much different. different. Um, okay. So what's the, what's the, what are we doing? So, you know, um, and this became a thing and maybe it was like 10 years ago or something where uh, blog sites and social media types would try to be creative in doing something that isn't a basketball bracket, but it has the same format. Um, so they'll be like, hey, sports movies, they'll have their top 64 sports movies, and they will seed them, and then it'll become a conversation, and people will argue about it and stuff. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today in this segment, is just how kind of lame people are in that respect and that they're always trying to come up with stuff so i guess i've already given away kind of my first submission it's the easy one the sports movie john has a pretty good one i have the one where you know doug where you guys are talking about and you go like um what's the best candy right let's rank it like i think m&m's goes up against snickers first right in the first round and let's see who gets the farthest so it's 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 the bracket (laughs) of candy right (laughs) who's what's the best who's gonna win it all yep Candy bracket. Does it have to be chocolate? I mean, could <laughs> could you put uh, Good and Plenty's in this bracket, John, or is it up to me? Uh, it's up to you. It's because you got to get sixty-four. That's a lot. So you know the midway. Well, it's just one of those things where okay, we're going to come up with a candy bracket. This is and this helps you out, John. It's like okay, I like Reese's peanut butter cups. So do I. You like M and M's. Like, how do we say somebody's right? Exactly. And that's what makes it so wonderful. It's it's up for debate, and we could spend segments on there's radio no shows de- talking about it. There's no real debate about it. That's not debating. Wait, whatchamacallit like, is way better than Reese's Pieces. What are you talking about? That that That's I, a debate. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> the midway. I, I disagree. This is like, I mean, we could do cereal brackets are fun. But there again, you go. it's like, are you, like, at what point is it not a cereal anymore? at what point is it just pure candy and like do we have to balance out some nutritional value plus here's a big thing with cereal brackets okay we are we doing the just a one-time one hitter quitter deal or are we doing like i could have this cereal every morning because i gotta tell you like i couldn't have i'm not a big i'm not a sweet cereal guy I, i love a good cinnamon toast crunch but i'm not a big sweet cereal guy yep golden grams is the goat to me right but if I was going to have a cereal every day, I don't have a cereal every day. I don't usually eat breakfast. If I did, like great grains or great nuts, <laughs> great more nuts. Of an ev- that's more of an everyday yep. thing. And the every midway. once in a while, you treat yourself with one of the sweet ones. <laughs> so I don't even know how we, like. That's what it's yeah, all about. That's it's, how, Who's going to move on, Doug, right? Doug, it's your bracket. You can come up with those conditions. And by the way, frosted mini wheats, I think, checks both boxes. I think that's sweet, but it also has nutritional value. I, I I like this. There's also the uh, what's the organic kind of frost? What's the company that Kashi? They make some oh, frosted yeah. meats. They're very good as well. Oh yeah. And and they soak up. It. Now the the big thing with them is you have to have icy cold water milk. 
And you got to have just the right milk because it's going to absorb that milk. So you're going to taste the milk when you bite into it. Ugh. The Midway. Go ahead, Dan. What do you got? Right around the corner from best cereal and uh, best Halloween candy, best fast food hamburger. Ugh. Wow, and this is this is interesting for this, or maybe it's not. No, it is not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. What this does is this gets people from Texas yes. support Texas, Whataburger, right. then California, California in, in and out, out. Yeah. and then somebody throws in five guys, and Uh-oh. somebody's like, they're not even in the same category. What about sna- steak and shake? Yeah. What about steak and shake? I love the, the, the spots that are only in four of the 50 states, like the restaurants. <laughs> and people are like, I, I what do you like? I like Lombardo's. Like, what are you talking about? I don't even know. They're only in Montana and South Dakota. Well, then that doesn't work. I'm a Culver's guy, you know, because it's a Midwest, it's yeah. a Wisconsin thing. Sure, yeah. But gosh, I don't expect all of Florida to come to my defense. <laughs> Such Don't a dumb argument. Work. Oh, I can't stand it. How could White Castle want to be a three seed? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's ask, let's ask the question that does matter. When you get a hamburger, do you get cheese, Buyer? No. Plain. You're from Wisconsin and you don't get cheese? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's a plain burger, bun and meat only. And in fact, that's what I say because sometimes they just think like, all right, they'll still put like the ketchup on or yeah, something yeah, yeah, or yeah. the cheese. I'm like, no, bun and meat only. Okay. I like um, cheese, Doug. Love cheese. Like, all I types. Like, yep. I like everything on it. Give me everything on my cheeseburger. Everything Special cheeseburger. sauce, huh? Uh, Yeah. Usually Thousand Island, but sure. Um. Okay, how about this one? I got one. Sitcom. Yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Sitcom. Very the nice. Sit- sitcom bracket. And Be- Because Cheers was clearly better than MASH. Yes. Seinfeld, no real like plot in some of them, so I don't know how we match up MASH versus Seinfeld. Yeah. The Midway. That, that bracket with All in the Family and, and Modern Family, that's, <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, family region, like they're all <laughs> yeah, in the, the family. Yes, um, yeah, family ties. Family ties. Yep. Uh, what's the one with Urkel? Family matters. Family matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, family region is tough. It's tough because you beat yourself up, and then when you get out, I mean, how are you going to handle yourself against the <laughs> the office after you've handled the family region? The midway. Um, now, the one that I found interesting came out like two or three years ago, and it was a big hit in our industry. Okay. Remember when The Spun uh, did the brackets of lamest sports personalities? <laughs> um, which was great, by the way. I thought that was actually original. Um, Doug was the eight seed. Do, oh. do you think that you've in- improved your seed since no then or, or not? No, no yeah. question I've improved. My lameness has definitely spiked. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Because you were going up against Seth Davis, the ninth seed in the Stephen A. bracket. <laughs> um, that's tough. So Skip Bayless, Stephen A., uh, Jim Rome, and Colin Cowherd were the number one seeds. Have those changed? Has, any, has anyone superseded those names in recent years? Uh, I do think that Jim's become more lame but less prominent, although he does the CBS stuff. Um. I think I, I, I think um, uh, Clay Travis has to be a one seed nowadays, isn't that right? Or is no he kind of crossed over? No question. Well, it depends. <laughs> it just depends. If it's like Deadspin doing it, you know, or some super, they'll definitely tr- troll him. I mean, personally, I I think Tony Romo should be a one seed in this. He's he, he's I think he's topping my list 
of most annoying annoying uh, sports personalities. But I I found that to be particularly funny. I and 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 good too. Um, what Joy, Joy Taylor was a 16 seed. Interesting. Okay. All right. Wait, Rob Parker. He's got to be in this too. He's got uh, Rob Parker's got to be a two seed at this point. Has he? Uh, is, is he still blocked? You, Doug? Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. I, no effect on my on my on my daily on my day. I I didn't even think of it until now. Like yeah, it's... I feel like since I know you guys both pretty well, I need to arrange a summit. You know, it's got to be guys... an on-air summit. <laughs> it has to be on air. Yeah, uh, on air over beers. I mean, there's got to be something, and we can just work through it. We can just just hammer it out. Um, but yeah, that that was one of my favorite. But what the... about what about here we go? Here's from Fox Sports Eugene. Um, you can have the the beverage brackets, right? Coffee region, spirits region, soda oh, region, sure. beer region. Yes. <laughs> Do you think everybody at Fox Sports Eugene quickly gathered in the conference room to send that tweet? <laughs> like, emergency meeting. Let's get them all together. Which one should we tell Gottlieb? The Midway. Well, Dr. Pepper would be a one seed, right? Dr. Pepper, Coke, uh, I guess Pepsi, and what? And who would your fourth one be? Root beer or Sprite? Yeah. I, I, geez, that's oh, you're Mountain Dew. I know it's your Mountain Dew. Ah, that's right. Well, listen, uh, listen. Let's be honest. Coke and Diet Coke would probably be number one seeds uh, for as many people that drink Diet Coke. I um, I see more people drinking Diet Coke ten times more than I see drinking regular Coke. I agree. I've converted over the years. My girlfriend talked me into sugars much better than than whatever is in Diet Coke. So, and by the way, uh, Coke, we'd love to have you as a sponsor. This is not, nothing against Coke. The Midway. Yeah, this is like this is like one of the only things I took away from college was studying new Coke. Wow. Right. Studying new Coke. This is Spear School of Business Marketing. Okay, so you know why they change it to new Coke, right? No. Because everybody liked the taste better. But here's the pro- here's the problem with their research. Okay. When you do sit down taste testing and you just drink a sip, Coke or Pepsi, any idea who wins? The sweeter one? Yes, who's the <laughs> yeah. sweeter one? I think Pepsi. it's Pepsi. Pepsi is much sweeter than Coke. Okay. But here's the flaw in it. Okay. You don't just drink a sip of Pepsi. You drink an entire can at the time. Now, plastic bottle of Pepsi. So all that sweetness, the first taste in a taste test, you love it. After a while, it's too sweet. Additionally, we all grew up on Coke, right? We just did. And the Coke can and the Coke flavor, even if you, you prefer blindly other tastes, people still fall back on They think they like Coke better. So they, they only got rid of old Coke or classic Coke because all of the research told them that people liked the flavor of new Coke. But they called it new Coke and broke out a new can, and people didn't like it, partially because it was too sweet. So did the Pepsi win the Pepsi challenges? Was was that the narrative from way back when, that the, the Pepsi yes. challenge was won by Pepsi? Yes, Pepsi yeah, would I, win the Pepsi challenge, but more people would still buy Coke. I, I'm, not in, I'm not in that Pepsi thing at all. Me neither. All. Me neither. I think that just to button up this segment here, who who wins that first round matchup between uh, Fox Sports Eugene and Fox Sports Corvallis? The Midway. <laughs> oh, I definitely, I definitely think it's Eugene because they've hosted me, and absolutely, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically they hosted me. It's a bigger city. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Eugene. It was all Eugene. I used to read Word Up magazine. That is for sure. Oh, I like that. And then Eugene was also 
the dorky character in Greece. Remember Eugene? Of course. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, is a former police officer in New York. He had this to say about Kyrie Irving and the vaccine mandate. We're going to continue to peel back. But let's be clear. Everyone is focusing on the sports area. It's, they're focusing on one person. I'm focused on 9 million people. We are here. The NBA has a season because of mandates. <laughs> you know, They didn't have to cancel their season because we had mandates in place. We are here where our schools are open, where businesses are open. Our city is not being closed down. Our hospitals are not being overrun. This is why we're here. And so I'm not looking at one person. I'm looking at my city not closing down again, not having to deal with this crisis again. We're going to peel back like we did uh, with uh, the uh, key to NYC, like we did with children. We're going to continue to do so. But I'm not going to be rushed in based on a season schedule. I'm going to do this right for the people of this city. And I'm not focusing on one individual. I'm focusing on nine million. Okay, I mean, that's, that's that's fine. It's good. Sports don't come before everything else. Aaron Judge also appears to not be vaccinated, and he's waiting on this thing to be cleared up. Um, the problem is that there aren't any cities that are closed down in the United States. Right? Like saying, hey, I don't want to close down again. Like, well, no one's closed down. And I totally understand how bad it was. It appears to not be that bad anymore. Um, the NBA does not have a mandate, actually. So to say the only reason we're here is because the mandate, that wouldn't be fair or accurate either. Look, I'm, I'm all for Kyrie getting vaccinated. This, all this could have been eliminated. But when you start opening back up the world and a guy can come and watch a game unvaccinated with his mask off, granted, it was grandstanding. There's no question. But it does make you scratch your head. Why can't he just go and play if he can come and watch the game? Wait to hear what LeVar Arrington had to say about Deshaun Watson. That's upcoming next. But first, Better Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. Foundation of that experience, massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that, live streaming sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on Better Sportsbook right on your phone. Better features top-tier customer service ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they have the unique rush pay system, and Betra Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly, and customer satisfaction is always the number one priority, and Betra will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sportsbooks, Betra only requires a one-time pay-through to turn bonuses into cash. Experience the difference? Go to BetRivers.com. You'll see it for yourself. That is B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S.com. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. You must be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, reminding you that Fox Sports Radio's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge is powered by Indeed. That's right. The Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. If you fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com, you'll win a million dollars. And you can compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. So even if you're in first place without a perfect bracket, you still get a 48-inch ViewSonic HDTV. That's right. A 48-inch HDTV will be yours. Sponsored by ViewSonic. 
You can fill out your bracket now until 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday morning at FoxSportsRay.com. That's FoxSportsRay.com to fill out your bracket and to get official rules. Uh, Diana Rossini just tweeted out that even if they don't get Deshaun Watson, they'll consider other options for Baker Mayfield. That's basically what we were telling you last segment, which is forget about the story is not Deshaun. The story is Baker. Baker's done in Cleveland. From Jim Trotter, are the Niners in on Deshaun Watson? Not at this point. It's something. It's not something they are pursuing, but there could be a scenario in which that changes. Let's explore how. First, Deshaun and his team would have to drive the bus and create the environment which the 49ers believe they have a credible shot at landing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson and his team would essentially have to tell Houston he will only waive his no trade for San Francisco. And privately, DW, uh, Deshaun Watson uh, has expressed an interest in playing in San Francisco. Then, Deshaun Watson and his team would have to broker a deal knowing that San Francisco does not have the draft capital that Houston desires. It would become a, a big a game of chicken. Deshaun Watson couldn't threaten to sit out a second season, but would he? Joe Banner will join us in a second. I mean, like, look, they they have the capital. They absolutely have the capital to make that happen. No question asked. They have the capital. And the capital being either Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, right? Like, But the question would be, could they trade both of them to acquire enough draft capital to make that move? It just feels highly unlikely, and it feels like San Francisco, they kind of made their bed by drafting Trey Lance and making this transition, and it's gotten a little murky, you know, and the only reason that Houston would want to do that deal would be if they, one, had an infatuation with Trey Lance, which I don't think they do, or two, they felt like they needed to do it to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they do that either. And they may think they have a quarterback on their hands. But I don't think the Niners are as are the destination that uh, some believe. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. Joe Banner's our guest, of course, former executive with the Eagles and the Browns, founding partner of the 33rd team, a football think tank consisting of former NFL head coaches, GMs, graduate students, creating in-depth analysis on college and pro football. You can follow them at the 33rd team FB. Joe, let's let's start with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think of the fact that Rodgers last year, it seemed like a foregone conclusion he'd be gone. Instead, he returns for what looks like the biggest salary in the history of the sport. By a lot. <laughs> you know, we're talking uh, over 20%. You know, as, as people probably hear, that, I mean, those of us that work in the league, we evaluate contracts based on the value of the new years. And if you did that, his value of over $60 million. <laughs> we used to be asking, you know, when is football ever going to catch up with basketball salaries? Well, guess what? Here we are. <laughs> we just blew through them. Um, you know, great for him and deserved. And people should understand the Packers will have a healthy charge to their cap when he's done playing. In the meantime, the structure of the contract and the dollars in the structure will allow them to be very fluid and put together a very good team around him if that's what they want to do. So, you know, this is the right way in my mind to play your cap and your roster when you're at the end of an older, outstanding, maybe best ever quarterback. So I applaud what they're doing, and I think they've got a shot here in the next couple of years to really uh, take advantage of the opportunity the contract presents. Um, Can they get how do you think they get Devontae Adams done? Well, it's going to be hard. I mean, realize part of the problem here, and again, I, 
maybe making this more complicated for people, but when Hopkins was traded to Arizona, contrary to what I just said a minute ago, the contract was treated as if it didn't exist, and that was part of the terms of the trade to get Hopkins to go along with it. So if you if you look at Hopkins' new contract, it's like $23 million a year. If you look at the overall contract, the way I just described, we usually do, which is the value of New Year's, it's actually $29 million per year. It's almost 30% higher than the next paid contract. So you can bet that this is the, this is the root of the struggle they're having in the negotiation. Obviously, the player and the agent want to take the deals that are most easily interpreted to their benefit, and the player and the team wants to do the opposite. Now, what really throws a little monkey wrench into this is the Kirk deal that got done that could be as much as $21 million a year because it's easy to say Hopkins is an aberration until you start to see other deals that actually make it look like maybe it wasn't an aberration. So I'm sure the Packers were really upset when they saw that Kirk get done. I'm sure Hopkins, I mean, uh, I'm sure Adams was happy. I still think there's no reason that they don't get this deal done, probably at more than the Packers wanted to. That's where the market is now, and they need this guy, and Rogers needs this guy. And if I'm going to be right that they can take advantage of the next two to three years and be holding that trophy, they need to make sure they get that deal done. Cleveland talked to Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield basically says goodbye on social media. Um, I mean, I think we all knew that everybody would kick the tires on Deshaun, but was it wrong when you already have a quarterback to kick the tires on Deshaun? Well, as long as you've thought through the consequences, I mean, to me, Deshaun is a top-five quarterback that gives you a chance to be in the Super Bowl conversation every year. I mean, obviously, he doesn't win it for you, but he's so good at such a difference-making position. This is how I read it, and I'm not sure they're wrong. They're telling us that they think that if this forces Baker to take a position where he's not going to be a viable member of the team if they don't get Deshaun Watson, I think they're telling us they think they can still win almost as many games and be almost as successful with Case Keenum as their quarterback. Because otherwise it makes no sense. And I've always been a big believer in actions speak louder than words. So let's forget what everybody's saying. They knew. They're smart people. They knew they were risking destroying their relationship with Baker by doing this. They knew they were a long shot to get Watson. And we know what's left out there. Garoppolo, Mariota going to be costly pickups. Remember, Keenum played to Stefanski in Minnesota, and they were very successful together. So I think that's what they're telling us, is that they, they if it doesn't work out, they hope they can reconcile with Baker. But if they can't, they're comfortable with going forward this year, at least, with Case Keenum as their lead guy. And they'll pick up somebody, some other veteran, maybe one of the guys I've mentioned, like a Mariota type guy, to create some competition. You know, to be able to play, go forward if Baker get hurt again and compete. But I think what they're telling us is that they they hope that they don't. This doesn't lead to a match with Baker, but if it does, they've thought about that and they can live with the consequences. Um, I, I think he's meeting Deshaun's meeting with Atlanta now. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know Deshaun well, but I do know that um, that. Uh, I, I do know that when you grow up in Georgia, and the Falcons and Mike Vick, like th- there's a cool factor to that. There's a that's who got me playing football or watching NFL football. It feels like to me that makes at, makes Atlanta kind of the odds-on favorite to be because he can pick where he wants to go. Do you think is that is that a fair assessment to make? Yeah, I mean, I I'm not as targeted on Atlanta. 
but I helped Atlanta a few years ago with a search for their coach when they hired Dan Quinn. Arthur Blake, you know, Rich McKay, the other people they brought in here, these are really, really good recruiters. They're really smart. They're really sincere. They'll put together a very good plan. There's no chance, in my opinion, that Sean doesn't walk out of there very impressed. Now, what makes it a little more complicated for me than what you just said is, I think a realistic assessment of the Falcons is that they're a ways from being able to compete for a Super Bowl. Whereas if I look like a team at, like New Orleans, that I think has a really strong defense, an outstanding defensive line, which to me is the key. Get me a great quarterback and a dominant defensive line. I'm in the Super Bowl conversation every year. So I'm kind of thinking Atlanta and New Orleans are kind of the two most likely at this point for the reason I gave at the end there. But he's going to be very impressed when he walks out of Atlanta. That's a smart organization. Arthur comes across, and he is a very sincere, very honest, very straightforward human being who really wants to win. So I think it's going to be a lot tougher decision maybe than he imagined before he went in there, uh, maybe if he was just looking at kind of the rosters and the status of the teams. And he knows he's got an offensive coordinator and his head coach who's already proven that he can design a very successful offense to take advantage of what Deshaun can do. What um, what do you think of of what the Commanders have done in their quarterback decision? Um, you know, I have to just be very direct. I don't. It's not what I would have done if I was in the decision making seat. And I want to qualify it so I don't just sound like I know it all. Rewriting history. I thought Wentz was a good pick when they made it. I thought they were smart to extend the contract when they did. I thought when the Colts traded for him based on his relationship with Frank, he had a chance to kind of get himself back on track. So my history is not good on predicting Wentz. But, you know, you've got two of the smarter teams in the league who had to actually pay a huge price for him to not be on their team. And think about that for a second. The Eagles took almost a $30 million cap hit rather than keep him on the team. So we shouldn't be pretending, even if we don't know everything that's going on in the locker room and his interactions with the team or the coach or whatever, that there aren't some really, really significant problems. Now, we put that together with watching the tape. He is just not making decisions and playing as confidently as he did when we saw him first come in the league. And we've seen that now really under three different sets of coaches because the coordinators, et cetera, changed while he was in Philadelphia. So I'm kind of counting that as two. And then he moved to Indianapolis. And at the same time we're watching this, we're seeing the Redskins weaken their offensive line. So I'm not really a supporter of, of what they've done to try to solve this quarterback problem. If I were them and I couldn't have gotten Russell Wilson or somebody, and I was really trying to bridge uh, to the time that I could get that quarterback, I would have been more likely to sign like a Mariota type of person or Mariota and a Bridgewater, let them compete. Uh, because now they're locked into this for a couple of years, and I don't really think that we've seen enough from him to warrant that kind of risk. What do you think about Tom Brady coming back? I was I think it's cool. You know, I'm not rooting for him to win the Super Bowl. That's already happened enough. <laughs> but he's a great player, and if you love football, then we should cherish getting to see him play. And you know, they got a really good challenge on their hands. I say good because when I was in the business, that's what excited me about it: figuring out how to put these pieces together and try to be smarter or better than everybody else in the league. So obviously, they had some free agents that they've lost and few more they're probably going to lose they've already started to make some moves to replace them with i think some pretty good players i think gauge the wide receiver they're picking up here is a underrated not a difference maker but a good solid player i'm glad he's back i think it'll be fun to watch uh and you know i give him credit too because there are a lot of guys that have had careers as spectacular as his uh and they don't want to take the risk of going out on a bad note 
So they wouldn't have come back to a situation that's kind of up in the air as Tampa Bay is, and I'm just saying that because of the number of free agents they have. So I'm glad he's back. I look forward to watching it, and it will be interesting to see if they can really put the pieces back together to give him a real chance to win the Super Bowl. How does Russell Wilson fit in Denver? I think great. I'm I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I actually think despite his success, he's been held back by Seattle. I mean, I don't know how you give a quarterback uh, a bad offensive line for eight to ten straight years and not recognize the impact that has on everything, your ability to run and pass. And then, of course, they've been very, very conservative. They have one of the lowest success rates on early down passes of any team in football. So I think Russell makes a huge difference there. Uh, not quite as high on their move with Gregory, um, but I think he elevates that offense very dramatically, and I think it has the ingredients to be really good. The defense also does, um, but they're just playing it in a really, really, really tough division. It's, it, they could be massively better and still come in third place. Why do you not like to move with Gregory? You know, we're talking about a guy that's basically not made it through a season and in, in, in going back to his college career in through his pro careers. I mean, even last year was his best year. He had six sacks and missed five games. That's his best year. That's a $14 million player. And for three more, you probably could have signed Chandler Jones. For one more, you could have signed Reddick. I mean, I'll be shocked if he's got a five-year contract. I'll be surprised if he even gets through one full year without a suspension for his off-field problems or has an injury. I'm just doing it because, you know, history is predictive of the future frequently. And to have as long a stretch as he's had without being able to get through a season for one of those two reasons. And the second part of it to me is how does he get $14 million? I mean, Josh Gordon for me, who I actually had in Cleveland, is a similar player in terms of when everything is right, their, their, their talent is irrefutable and significant. But they've had trouble finding even short stretches where they can just clean up everything else and just focus on exploiting the talent they have and benefiting the team they're with. And it usually doesn't go seven, eight, nine, ten years as it has with Gregory, and then all of a sudden it's fine. Now, could it be fine for a year? Yeah. But even that's a risk, and thinking that he's going to play three, four, five years, and all of a sudden some switch came on and he's fine, I just think that's betting way against what history says to do. Completely agree with you. Uh, the 33rd team, what is it and how can people use it, especially getting ready for the draft? You know, 33rdteam.com, it's uh, it's simple to get on. Um, you know, we have uh, the top names who are former general managers, head coach of the league on a daily basis, breaking down and analyzing what's happening in the league. The very people that sat in these seats not long ago, um, you know, in fact, a few of them recently got hired. Doug Quinn was one of our guys. Doug Peterson was one of our guys. You know, we have some of the best names and analysts out there. Um so we've got video content, and we've got print content, and if you're looking for insights from the people that actually sat in the seats and made the decisions, I don't know any place else you can go to get better uh, information and opinions from those guys and coming to the 33rd team. I appreciate you giving me a chance to mention it. Always. You're the best, Joe. We really appreciate you joining us. Love, uh, love the fact that you, you hold nothing back, and thank you so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. No, my pleasure, Doug. Good talking to you. 